Beers and Banter, episode 26. For all the life-saving fans, this one's for you. We have the greatest board relay ever assembled. We're going to cover a few of the hot topics in sport and the great debate. Do you want a lemon or a lime with your Corona? Let's do it. AJ, Bronco and the Crab. Welcome to the Sweaty Box. Hey, Matty. How are you, Matty? Cheers, mate. Good to be here. It's been way too long since I've seen you blokes. Yeah, it's been a while. Thanks for coming in. Shout out to my wife. It's our wedding anniversary today. I was poor planning on my part, but... Uh, uh, Hang on a sec, Matty. You, you cheers us, but you... Yeah, when you cheers, this is what you do. You normally have a... Oh, do I not sip? No. I struggle when I've got to do like more than one thing at once. Is that from your French heritage you get that from? Or is that yeah. I did pick up a few good things over there, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so what's everyone been up to? Do remember. What he's been doing? Phil, you've just retired from footy. Yep. Just, um, yeah, dad life now. Just had a baby boy uh, 17 weeks ago. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. That's huge. Thank you. Yep, best, best day of my life. Like when... When he was uh, delivered. Not a gold medal at the board, really? No. <laughs> no, no. Becoming a dad. And like, um, when he's delivered, just the... the f- not, not when you put me under the sticks in Ipswich for the... No, for the, 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 <laughs> the, the Bronco. Southern Division Championship. No. <laughs> to win, win the game. Yeah, no, okay. No, just the, 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 the flood of emotion come out of me when um, he was delivered. So, yeah, it's, I can't wipe the smile off my face. It's good. The worst thing is leaving and going to work during the day when he's... Where, where was he born? Southport. Queenslander. Yeah. True blue. That's the way. No. No, true maroon. Maroon. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean. Rock a- solid. AJ's probably the one that's probably struggled a li- little bit since since he left school. Like the three of us are all, me, uh, me, uh, Bronco and the Crab of all, you know, graduates of the Gold Coast Institute of TAFE. Like, what have you been doing with your life, AJ, since <laughs> we left school? <laughs> Uh, mate, I've gone on and um, studied to be a vet. Um, so I've done a few years at uni and a few other things along the way. Looking fit as a fiddle, actually. Trying, mate. Looking yeah. good, mate. Oh, although I haven't just finished up. How many games did you end up playing in your career, Phil? I think 745. Oh, my God. Who's counting? Dad kept tones. the record, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tones. All newspaper clippings. <laughs> good on you, mate. That's amazing. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. That's a fair effort. And yeah, just yeah. Sorry, you mate. didn't get a um, <laughs> you didn't get your missus get a diamond ring or anything like that. Cam Smith got one. No, no, no NRL present. No, nothing. That's what a shame. What do you think of that? Well, well, what you bringing up? Oh, Give it's fair play, I think. Yeah, definitely. He's given plenty to the game. Really? Yeah, but four, but four hundred games, and that's four hundred only NRL. You're not including state of origin, um, Australian games. So that's. 400 and then on top of that all through his junior, junior playing days all the rep footy and all that you know, that's incredible and it will happen again but he's the first ever to do it and then closest to him I think is Lockyer at 355 it's either oh, 365 what about James Graham got him when you talk about first grade games yeah that's true games, yep. stuff and that. yep. I worked out once Cam Smith spent more than a year of his life in origin camp. 
So like 40 origins, 10 days apiece. It's 400 days in origin camp. Did other sums one day. I was like, if I spent an hour on the loo every day, <laughs> when, I, when, I sp- when I turned 24, I'd spend a year of my life on the toilet. That's, yeah. It's a mass for you. Yep. Are you throwing back to me at any stage? See what I've been up yeah, to? Yeah, what have you been? <laughs> well, I know what you've been up to. Sorry, I, I just assume running a successful business, still helping out with the, uh, the local club. Yeah, mate. No, i got the boys running around. I've got three boys now. The oldest is 10 and down to um, five. So um, chucked them all in a bit of soccer. And uh, surf club, so... Would you would you have thought we would have nine kids amongst us oh. when we were younger? Well, <laughs> yes. That we take responsibility <laughs> for? Yeah, yeah. Share, our, <laughs> share our last names. Uh, no, that's good, mate. I, 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 uh, I guess the reason I wanted the three of you to come in, I, you're all good mates and uh, we haven't seen each other in way too long, but... I really wanted to uh, pick your brains on that winner mentality and we, we discussed it a little bit off air. Um, in my eyes, the three of you are winners and, you know, when you look at, well, achievement, I would say that's, oh, well, there's gold medals. You're all Australian champions. Um, you know, Phil, you've had a quite a successful footy career. AJ, whether it's sport or, you know, those assholes that's, you know, good <laughs> at sports and, and really <laughs> smart. Cliffy, very successful, and I, I know you've got that mentality that your body will break before your mind does. And uh, and it sort of dawned on me last night what, what the difference between me and you guys was, is that I was, I was not bad at sports that were really fast. So, you know, like beach flags, it's all over in a couple of seconds, so it's just an explosion, get to the flag as quick, quick as possible and then repeat. Any sport where it, where it went on for too long, and I and my mind started to kick in, and that it's just life in general. As I overanalyze things, and you know, anything over a four hundred meter run was basically like, "Geez, your legs are getting tired," or oh, "Geez, you're out of breath." You know, or oh, your, your lungs are starting to burn. And I, I just want to know well, what what are successful people thinking when when that when that kicks in? I don't know what about the other boys, but for myself. Um in our sport that related to um, life saving, where the ocean is just the ultimate competitor, never gives in, it never stops. It just it's you, you versus them and the fifteen other guys you're racing against. So, but the main guy you've got to beat is the ocean. If you can't get out uh, successfully with your craft or negotiate it back in again, then you don't um, you don't get the chocolates. So you can look at it a couple of ways. You can be defeated by the ocean, or you can get angry at it, or smile at it and just say well you got me this time and i'm coming back for you next time and um just keep plugging away until you defeat it really yeah it's, it's um just never give up really that's that's the main key and that's the thing i try and drum into the kids at training and um and my boys too like just when you cop one on the head you know it's guaranteed that nearly the 14 other guys in the race with you have copped it as well so just put your head down and punch through it and when your body's screaming at you to stop, you just scream back at it and say, 10 more strokes and we'll be out. 10 more strokes. That's what I'm trying to teach my young bloke at the moment is, you know, get under that wave and just do 10 hard strokes and you'll just, like, that. those first 10 are important to get through. Oh, they're massive, mate, you know. Like, there's only probably, a, in most scenarios, there's only a 50-metre pain period and yep. once you're through that, it's just go through the motions, get yourself around the course and... Make yourself back in. Phil was good at coming back in. Always found himself always found himself a nice path out. Mm. So his 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 take on the um, hard struggles trying to get through the break and uh, <laughs> are probably slightly different to myself and AJ. But um, he always found a nice path out and um, pretty cruisy way to come back home. 
AJ, you, I think you're the only one of the three. Phil, did you ever do the gold? No. AJ, never, you've, no. you've done the gold, which is probably the toughest race in life-saving. Mm, yeah. Where do you go mentally on a day like that? Oh, to a bad place, Matty. Really, it's... Um, I'd say it'd be one of the hardest races to, to prepare for, you know, both physically and mentally. I think it, it takes a lot out of you to both prepare for it sufficiently and then go and execute. And I think that the, the question you raised earlier around who, you know, what do winners do different is I think a race like that just there's nowhere to hide. You know, the guys who do the preparation, the guys who put the hard work in, um, are inevitably are going to be the ones who come out on top. Yeah. And it's it's no, I mean, Ali Day's won, uh, don't quote me here, four or five now, I think. Yeah. And he was out this year due to injury. But that guy just has a work ethic like like no other, I think. And it's probably a tribute to, and no difference to Kane next time yeah. as well. Just tough, mentally tough. But they put the work in at the same time. So I think you need that balance to be at the the best you can be at that level. Yeah. I remember talking to you at the time when you were training for it, I think, um, and you did a lot yourself, but um, those boys, they do a lot of training on their own. Um, it is a race that does get spread out quite a long way and not like a normal clubby race where you're on top of each other most of the way. Like, I think for the gold, like, and AJ will be able to tell you, but um, you need to do a lot of that self, really hard mental self-motivating stuff, like the big long Ks on your own where you just literally fighting yourself and your own battles like that whole way you know like um going training with a big group's good fun and, and we all love that along our way but um i never did if i was always about 200 <laughs> meters behind <laughs> paddling out past the yeah. shark cans at burley point in the dark yeah, that's it was good. never good on your own good, good character building that <laughs> i reckon like just touching on that like i always live by this motto and when i was it's coaching a couple of years ago with with footy Always used to drum it in, into them. Hard work is rewarded, so effort is rewarded. Yeah. Like, and use the perfect example is Billy Slater. Everyone always used to think, oh, the ball always bounced his way. It was always like that. But he just always put himself in a position where, okay, maybe the ball bounced to him five out of the ten, but everyone remembers that five. They don't remember the five that the ball bounced the other way, and yeah. he, didn't, he didn't get it. But it was just purely that he was just always there, which means. The effort was always there and you get rewarded from just hard work. Even yeah. those little runs he used to do up the inside, you know, he was always, if he didn't get the little in short pass, he was just there and that just put that second guess in the um, opposition's mind, you know, like, where is he? Yeah, is he going to be, if he's coming up the inside, like, he's every chance they were going to pop that short ball to him, you know, yeah. like, and he might not have got it every time, as you say, but the five, ten percent that they did pop the pass, he generally went through and scored a try, yeah. like, as put you say, those little... 10% is that, you know, go unrewarded a lot of the time. Um, those are those efforts, you know, but when they come off, they um, get the goods. Yeah, and it just puts puts doubt in the mind of the defenders because mm. they're thinking, okay, like, and if, if, if he's always there, they always have to be, like, checking him. That's right, yeah. So, mm. so well, well, before we get into the footy and uh, off the, off the life-saving, I want to sort of... You know, I think we're all sort of fairly passionate about Surf Club. You know, we've got got uh, me and Cliffy got kids down there. I'm hoping hoping we'll see some more down there soon. Yep. Probably yep. five or six years away. <laughs> Bronco, yep. you can't six be far away. Six years. Yeah, next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he, what went wrong with life saving? There is 500 kids at our local beach on a Sunday, but as far as a sporting profile, it, it's 
from when we were kids to now, it's just it's not even not even close. No, it's sad, isn't it? And in my opinion, I don't know what you guys think. I think they've just got the most marketable sport in the country. You know, you got young, fit, healthy people running around in the sun on the beaches. Yeah. In beautiful, you know, locations. And how do you get that wrong? There's your bloke like me in, in speedos. That's what that's what puts people off well, when yeah. the camera's panning around. <laughs> Mate, at the end of the day, there's a couple of things that sell um, sell sports and make TV ratings, and it's sex and carnage. Like, and and Surf Club has got the potential to do both. It's got the the girls wearing what they wear and the blokes wearing what they were, so it suits both parties there and mm. the carnage of the big sport. You know, we got too PC, to be honest. You know, we had a couple of tragedies, which is which is 100 percent the total tragedies, you know, mm. in the sport. But it really dialed back on the um, excitement of the level. Yeah, 100. Yeah. You know, like people want to tune in. Like when we were kids growing up, the best ones to watch were the Piha, the Portsea, Portsea. Scotty Reeves winning yeah, at Piha, and it's mm. like monstrous. It's Phil like Clayton ski just yeah. down eight to Hendy's ten. ski, eight, yeah. yeah. Eight to ten foot guys are getting pounded, you know. Like, and it really highlighted the sport. Put it that probably put it on the map back in those days. To be honest, you know, like it's um, but it, they shied away from it, and and to, for good reason, you know. Like as I said, there's a couple of tragedies there, but um, we need to find a um, happy medium there where we can get a bit of bit of the element of skill back in the sport. You know, as we talked about before, hard work pays off. But we nearly got to the point where we're. Uh, we're sort of torn between we're a kayaking and a, and a pool swimming sport, to be honest. And the yeah, fit, yeah, and exactly. the fit, the fit guys win. You know, yeah. it's, it's we've lost that element of the Phil Ramage. You know, <laughs> yeah. mate, you know, spending hours. You know, and to his credit, you know, like you know, you talk about Billy Slater doing your craft. You were good at it. You know, and um, you know, just hours going to the beach and um, you just said that word when we. We were talking on the phone today, and that, and uh, when when you hung up, that's what I thought. The craft is gone. The actual surf craft, like Hendy's body surfing ability, or his you know ability yeah. to lose his board and carry on, or you know diving under the under the boy, the turning can, and it, it'd uh, pop up on the other side. But a lot of that surf craft has gone because it is it's it's almost flat water, and yeah. the quickest, fittest guy wins every time. And mm. no disrespect to Shannon, but like. He, he probably made the sport boring being so good. Like, it, it made it predictable. Mm. Mm. But, well, like, just touching back on the, like, the excitement side of things, I remember once it went from Toby's, Uncle Toby's died off and then it was coming into, it was one summer, they called it. Mm. And I remember flicking on the TV on a Sunday when it was on and if it was dead flat, I'd flick it straight back off. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even sit in front because it's boring, like, the, yeah, whoever's th- was the best pool swimmer and the best board paddler, ski paddler in flat was going to win. Yeah. Well, I think what really killed it, and people at the time probably thought it was a divisive thing, like ARL and Super League. It was Uncle Toby's versus Nutrigrain, and people probably thought, "Oh, that's not a unif- <coughs> excuse me, not a unified sport." But Uncle Toby's pulling out is probably the worst thing that's ever happened to life saving because. All the money disappeared straight away. New, uh, Kellogg's didn't have to spend anywhere near as much cash to mm. to have ha, to own all of the athletes. And Uncle Toby's used to be good because they were the they were the Iron Man. That was always an, it was an Iron Man event every week. Iron Men, Iron Women, and then Nutrigrain sort of had the the diversity in that it was more like a carnival. So you had your flags, your sprints, your boats, the whole lot. And and as the token beachy in in this foursome, I'm going to say. The greatest spectator sport that surf life saving has is beach flags, and and the laugh that I'm getting out of AJ right now is is the exact response that you get out of the majority of our sport, and that it's to uh, Joe Smith on the street 
they'd rather watch beach flags because it's a spectator sport. But, it, you know, to the purest in life-saving, like, oh, stop building sandcastles and, you know, get on a board. That's that's the attitude. And it, I think it's a missed opportunity as far as engaging the public. That's I don't disagree with you. I think you've got the product there is fantastic. And, and anyone can come and understand that really quickly and watch it. And I think flags and same as sprints. Everyone loves running. Everyone wants to see that athletics, athleticism in, in yeah. flight. So I, I think, you know, they've got a product from flags to sprints to ski paddling to whatever. They've just got to market it well. But I, back to what you said before, I think the, the, the Uncle Toby's guys were household names on the back of the, you know, wheat fix or Vitabrits or whatever it was. You know, got everyone, cards over there. Everyone knew who they were. Vitabrits box. Now, you, you know, who won the cooling out of gold two weeks ago? Uh, is he a household name? Uh, like, no disrespect, but no, they're not these days. It's because be, they're not out there in the in the marketing. Guy, Guy Leach, what, did he win one or two golds? I think it was two. And he probably defined his life, like set him up well. He made a name out of being the cool and get a gold winner. Yeah. Handy household name amongst our generation. Mm. Our parents, it was probably Grant Kenny, yep. obviously – and well, he, he, won, he went back to back. He won the eight under 18s and the Open Ironman after each other. How long did it take for someone else? To, who, who was the next one? No one's done it. No one still not done? done? Still not been done. Oh, I, I thought yeah. it got done a couple of years ago. No. 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 Shannon Kai was the closest. Kai, Kai I reckon you might be right. I thought it, no, I reckon I think it, someone's, I think someone's done, it. done it. I think someone recently done it within the last three to five years. If I had a producer, I reckon it might even be that, Matt. I think it could be. Let's check it. But Roddy, Roddy, that's on you. Mate. There is no more one. Australian sport. Maybe cricket, but surf lifesaving. Winning in a, you know, there's not many sports where winning the Australian Championships better than winning the World Championship. That's it. You know, yeah. do you know who the World Champions are? No, no idea. Not Australia in team. When you look at the oh, teams, really? there, the New Zealanders beat us. Really, most years, yeah. Wow. But they've got a. I think they got a lot of points through that pools. So they do, yeah. but they got an actual profile. They got a professional squad. That they funded through their government to pay for them to live and train as athletes. I think I guess it all comes down to money, and they've got to work out how to how mm. to generate the viewers on the telly and get the big corporate dollar back. And mm. you'll see, because you know it's a sad thing, but there's 500 kids at Nippers at at our club, so it's a, it's a big comp, um, participation sport. But none of those kids are going to be able to make a living out of doing that, mm. whereas. So we'll lose them to life say, uh, triathlon, to, to footy or to cricket or, you know, whatever it might be. We'll, we'll lose them along the way. And mm. it'd, I'd love to see uh, some big money thrown back in the, uh, back in the arena. As we all I'm would. struggling to yeah. um, find any yep. um, past results here for Matty Bavaraka, but um, we might get someone text into the um, <laughs> social forums at some point and um, Comment they, in they the video below if you know the answer to that one, please. They can, they can fill <laughs> us in. But um, What about yeah. um, before we move off to life-saving? Take us through greatest board relay team ever assembled. There's a couple that probably come close. You know, North Burley there, Micho and uh, what would it be? Micho and Rat and who else? Who was Brucey Taylor. Brucey, Brucey Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. They weren't bad, but they, they they couldn't couldn't hold up against these three blokes. Well, what about Roddy? Roddy got Roddy, a yep. gold in the under Roddy, 16. Yep. He's the only one of us that has done it. Yeah, I went close. We well, we both went 16s, 18s. We got, got silver and a bronze in the opens, but no gold. Not like didn't you win some gold there at the start of the year, AJ? Back you still doing it? Some masters gold? Yeah, I masters, mate. 
Yeah, but you say that, though. The The masters in our age group are the elite guys. (laughs) Yeah, you go. He's probably still racing against us. Roddy's missing that gold medal now. Aussie gold. Masters. I heard he's good for double ski gold in the next couple of years. Masters. Get him back, I say. The sluggies are hung up, mate. (laughs) Cloth caps hung up and the sluggers are done. Take us through. Which one stands out? 16s or 18s for you three blokes? Mate, have to be the first one. I yeah. can still remember it like it was yesterday. Like, yeah. um, big who Phil, went first? Phil Ramage went Ramage. off first. Had a, um, so the waves parted. <laughs> no, nah, it was pretty. No? It was pretty close to be honest. <laughs> so from memory, um, Phil was was battling it out there at the front um, with a heap of different clubs, and then coming to the wave section, and he was on more to the northern end. Which um, beach? Where where are we? Where Karawa. 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 The, 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 home, the, the home of the Holy Grail, mate. We were yeah. there, and. Um, he pushed down to the northern end and um, got just pushed over this one, like, and it was sort of in the middle of the break there and um, carried him all the way through to the shore and gave us a, a, an unbelievable lead. And um, I basically just had to get myself through the shore and get around the course. And then um, AJ followed suit and he um, I fell off. Came you remember that? The glory. I think fell off. Have. Jumped on my board and fell off. I was so nervous. Was it, were you on the saintly colours then? Yeah, I was on the saintly board. No, no, I wasn't actually. No. Mm. Sorry, yeah. yeah, but we yeah. won and we won that. Yeah, it was quite a we good won one. That easy, and then the that was a good one. In the, the second year, second well, year. That, well, we had a year off because then yeah. I did two years That's of right. 16s, and then I caught back up to you guys in the age group. Um, yeah, because when yeah. we went through, it was it was a real sport. So it used to go from <laughs> under 14s, so you toughed it out in Just the nippers. Lost half our listeners, <laughs> and um, you didn't paddle yes. a big board until you were 16s, right? So. You did two well, years. Turn fifteen. Yeah, you yeah, did two yeah. years in under sixteens, and then you jumped straight into two years at eighteens. Nineteens. Nineteens. Yeah, it was nineteens. Nineteens, and then you grew a set, and you were straight in with the open boys, no mucking around. None of this now. It's like fourteens, fifteens, seventeens. Like it's, it's about fifteen age groups before you get to <laughs> opens now. So back in my day, it's it's rubbish. Need to um, just making more medals for all the kids. That's all. But um, yeah, the, the next year. When we caught back up, I went off first. I think I come in about mid-pack. And then AJ did the same thing. He had an absolute screamer come from, come through the goods and then straight through and gave Phil a handy lead and Phil just floated his way around and true Ramage style. Claimed, claimed it. Claimed it. it. David, <laughs> 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 like, no, R- R- Roddy come in, like, we're, we're there, thereabouts at, at the, the front, like, mid, top five. Yeah. AJ went in. Went it went around, staying around like the just there, just just behind the front couple, and then just come back in. Just wasn't even a wave; it was just a runner. Didn't even turn into a wave and just stayed on this runner all the way to the beach. Didn't not, not didn't break or nothing, and gave us by the time he started running, it would have turned into I reckon what forty meters, forty five meter lead. Mm. Once he started running, and it was just like, yeah. so there's a memory on you, blokes. That's about it's twenty solid, years ago. Eh? So those, yeah. do you remember? Like I, I, I think it's a bit different. Like out the boards we were paddling back then, the old Ben Strahl and they yeah. had a concave yep. hull on them. So like a catamaran, and they were just designed like purpose built for catching runners, runners yeah. and running. Is he still making boards or not? No, he doesn't. And no one paddles those concave no. baseball. There, no. there is a milder version of them around these days, but then they're, they're almost non-existent. They're all round bottom. But, but back then, I, he was on to something. I've I, still I got I the think. red rocket tucked away there. Have you? Yeah. Yep. I've still got mine there tucked away. So would, yeah, it, would it pass, um, what's it called? Engineering or whatever it is? Scrutineering? Oh, every chance it wouldn't. Yeah. But um, I'll, I'll never find that out because I can't imagine I'm doing any races anytime soon. <laughs> 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 Phil, can you take us around your... 
footy playing days. What did, we, what did you say? 700 and what? 45. That's a, that's a fair effort and, and obviously no NRL in that, but professional. Sort of like, I think whenever I think of your footy career, I think like, um, what's his name? Uh, Will Ferrell, semi-pro. So like oh, yeah, you're, yeah. you're making a living out of yeah, footy and travelling yeah. and, and playing a lot of footy. Who, who's the best footy player you ever played with, Jürgen? I'd say Daniel Wagon. Yep. Just um, purely on his defensive side of, of things and the way he used to because uh, uh, my played f- in France six years yep. and I think it was my second or third year over there just when he finished with the Parramatta Eels he come over and played um, played a couple of years over there but just when we were you know struggling on one side and he just pushed up hard and got in between the ball player and the outside guys and then when they they, they couldn't get out there then he would tackle them and then he would twist the player away from their supportive player and you know, that's just purely from NRL, ARL back in the day and just all that training. But yep. that was just, just something that a lot of people didn't see. But, you know, anyone that that would respect that type of player, you know, everyone looks at the, you know, the Caelan Pongers and scoring all those tries, Sean Johnson, all those, Latrell Mitchell scoring those tries. Yeah. But on that side of thing, that's the type of thing that I kind of look for in, in footy players yeah. and, and yeah, I'd say, yeah, that would be it. Because you went through with some pretty handy guys. Like, you played with, like, Benny Hannett and um, and those guys and they made fair careers for him. So I was surprised I didn't get a mention, actually. Then I was, yeah, I was, so I I was sort yeah, of... Yeah. I was, uh, he could have. You invited him on this. Yeah. He should have given you a rap, eh? Be- all right, best winger you've played <laughs> with. <laughs> um, his name is Matthew Bronco Burrell. That's a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> Possibly the worst footy player to wear the Bears colours and, and possibly the worst board paddler to ever put a North Burley cap on. So I, I struggled in both departments there, but I was, I was lucky to be around some uh, some talented blokes. But we got a, we got a couple, well, a few premiers. Did you did you get the, we did in we did. the Burley Juniors? And then you then you went over to Chugan with uh, Choppy Close and yep. broke our hearts in the <laughs> under 18s, I think, didn't you? We got one, yeah, won that one. Uh, how many? How many did you get? A, did you get a title in in France? You played in some big games yep. over there. Yep, we got the two thousand eight French Cup. Mate, so love, we got love their footy over there. Yeah, it was yeah. But Coming back to the town, um, they they chucked us on a like an open air, just one of those little jeep type of cars, and yeah. all seventeen of us was on on the back, on the bonnet, on this and that, and just both sides of the street just lined up, coming from where the bus dropped us off, and then into the main square. Was just littered with um, red and black. Cause I played with uh, my team with uh, Lemu Grizzlies, and we yep. were red and black. And it was just, yeah, just phenomenal. The the passion that they've got for because our main sport in our town was rugby league. Yeah, and it was just yeah phenomenal. That was two thousand eight. Um, played in six grand finals. Won our first one, and was like, oh, yeah, like winning yeah, GF. It's how good this. Yeah, it's good, but we didn't fully understand how much it meant to the our French town and yeah. the people of the town and went on to lose the next five GFs. Um, That's tough. Yeah, and they're all within, like, we felt we should have won all all five of them games, but we all we lost within, you know, under a try or there or thereabouts, so it went down to the wire. Is that because the kicker was no good? No, no, that definitely wasn't <laughs> it. <laughs> you've, you've, had, you've had some pressure kicks over the years and it's, you know, some people that would haunt them, but 
most people would would beg to be in that position, you know, win, lose or draw. Like, how do you feel about some of those kicks that you've missed over the years? To, to have you won enough that that it outweighs the ones you've missed, or what? Oh no, nah, because I've lost two grand finals on the buzzer, kicking from the sideline, and they've both hit the same upright in both both times. One was the I think I was there one of those days. Oh, too. I saw one of them too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that was two thousand and four, maybe. Oh, Suncorp. Yep. Two thousand four. Yep. Hit hit the uh, our left foot kicker kicking on my good side, so it was put out. In the middle of the post, yep. and, a, and a hook back, and both times hit hit um, the same goalpost, the right goalpost. So it hooked back in. So as soon as it come off the boot, you're thinking that's going to go close because it's out already in, and it just bent in. Um, so that was yeah, 2004, and the next one was my last year in France, 2013. Same thing, exactly, exactly the same thing. But that one, it was about a minute and a half to go. And I probably should have just not looked at the clock and went stuff that. But um, yeah, rushed the kick. Didn't rush it. Still got back in my usual position, but didn't take my. I should have taken the full minute and a half. Yeah. But I took about probably twenty seconds. Put the ball down. Lined up perfectly. Got back in my normal position. Had one deep breath and kicked it. But the good thing, oh well, the thing I was thinking of, we still got a full set of six with the ball. Yeah. We brought the ball all the way down, and the buzzer went. On our last tackle, they rushed up on our halfback. Um, yeah, then he passed it back to me and they they creamed me and then I passed it on and then, yeah, we didn't get a field goal in to try and lock it up or or nothing. So, But, yeah, that was the probably the thing I think look back on and say I wish I actually just went stuff the clock and it's either my kick going to win it or yeah. going to lose it. But I did win two games over there after the siren. Um, same Same position from the sideline and and um, kicked it. So, But they weren't JF, so that's the hard that's thing. That's all right. Yeah. Hey, uh, you got any more Coronas over there? Yeah, sorry, mate. Can I try the next one with a lemon? Yeah. So I really want to taste the difference. We've got a, we've got, I want to know everyone's preference on that today. Yeah, I'm going the nerdy. I'm just going it a la natural. So the story is that uh, the only reason they do it in Mexico is to keep the flies out. Is that right? Allegedly. Why do you do it, Phil? What are, you, what are you, you going to line or been to Mexico to test the theory? No, I haven't been. No, I haven't. Known. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know the theory. They, can't you know, they all come trip. with. Yeah, I can't <laughs> a few too many. No, I, I can't remember actually. To be honest. AJ, were you down? At, did you go to the grand final this year? NRL. I did. Bears, hearts, hearts ripped oh, out. Oh, mate, wasn't that terrible? Yeah. Um, we <laughs> we got stuck at a pub, so we didn't actually get out there for the Bears game. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> 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 standard, confession. Standard. <laughs> yeah, we got stuck. So we got stuck. Um, but no, it wasn't that terrible to see them losing that. I mean, that that bounce could have had, you know, a hundred different options yeah. the way it went. And, Brutal. And we would have been okay, and we would have won. But um, I thought they played really well. To be honest with you, I thought they were they were solid, and they, cer- um, they certainly erased the the. Three years before, Three years. they got blown off the park. Well, that, that's the problem, mate, is we went down to that game as well. And we went yeah. out and watched them, and they got flogged by 60 or 70, yeah. I think. They got absolutely hammered. So we thought, oh, we don't want to go out there and watch it again. Um, so The pod, had, I haven't, we haven't done a pod for a couple of weeks since the Grand Finals. Sorry, folks listening at home, we've sort of, uh, real life's gotten away of the uh, podcast over the last couple of weeks. But what do you think of the uh, extra set of six, the, the whole debacle in the Grand Final? 
How did it? What, what was it like live at the stadium? What was the general reaction? Didn't didn't raise an eyebrow to me. We we were sitting behind where that happened. And you could see the ref put his hand up, um, and wave. I saw it, and I said, yeah. "Oh, they got six again." And then it, the the play went on, and it it didn't sort of nothing happened. But there's no reaction from the crowd. Yeah. Um, that I could feel anyway. But maybe I think honestly, that Canberra had a lot of action down that end of the ground. And there's no, there's no guarantee they score. No, there's not. There's not. And that, that that held them out with twelve players for for ten minutes. Yeah, I think the better team on the day won, but they're heartbreaking for those for those Canberra fans. Yeah, well, definitely. yeah, but if the ref playing footy, we've all you know played any type of sport. The ref makes the wrong decision. It doesn't matter. You got to stick with it. Yeah, and just go. You know, if they score, they don't score. The next time breaking, just go look. Sorry, boys. You know. But if you know if they made he's made the wrong decision, you just got to stick with it because what the Canberra players did, they as soon as that happens, they look at the ref straight away. Yep, he's given a six again. They don't look at him again. They're like, "Where's the ball? There's the ball. Yep, let's get it." Right. Yep. Now we've got six again. No, don't pass it. Don't pass it. Tackle. They're not trying to listen to the ref because there's what eighty two thousand yeah. or whatever. He's already heard. Fans. He's there. already yeah. seen the way. Yeah. They all they do is back because right. Is that a six again? Look at the ref. Yep, six again, right. And then their next focus is getting the ball. Right, we've got six six again, settle down. You you'd Probably should have been a chicken scratch, I reckon. Like <laughs> old school, hands behind your back, ball in the middle. Nah, hands on head's just not <laughs> well done. Yeah. <laughs> now, that was my thought too, um, Filthy. Uh, um, definitely, I thought that... Because old mate with the ball, he's running in. He, he just ran straight at the defender and took the tackle. Like, yeah. if he doesn't, he puts the grubber through, they get six again, and they yep. supply pressure again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was definitely a, a massive um, thing. But back to the Bears. I just want to get back on the Bears and more keep it uh, more local, like, for what we're carrying on with. Um, how many guys in that Bears team, you reckon, get a start in NRL? Like, what is the, what's the, like, for a non... I'm not a massive NRL, like, um, follower or anything like that. Like, What's the pathway like for a young kid these days? Is it is it that the, is that the pathway? Like you go from your junior footy and then you jump into the Bears. Like is under twenties and Fogs Cup and that's it's all done those those days. No, they've got um, like the Q Cup under twenties now. And this was the first year that they've done it. Okay. Um, so, so those guys from the Bears, are any of those guys potential for NRL contracts next year? Or I know, uh, Anthony, I know talk, Anthony. I Don think three or four of them have ended up on the radar. Um, Kurt, is it Curtis Rowe, uh, fullback? Fullback, yep. Is that right? Yep. Jamal Fogarty, oh, how he didn't get a start for the Titans this year is beyond me. Like mm. when they when they've got halves trouble and they've got him right there yeah, in the feeder team. Um, that Anthony Don, like I don't know, like I think from an outside looking in, he's one of the best. Like and I know he's just a winger. Like a lot of the times they don't get the accolades, but some of the tries he scored been pretty unreal. Right, yeah. and, the, and the couple he got in the, in the GF for the Bears were, were were unbelievable. Like that that one that he ran, like the one where the the um, I don't know, it was a halfback or whoever made the break. Like, he was way back. Like, I think it was the opposite center or winger. Yeah, he, he, was, on his t- he was on his, like, 10 or 20-meter yeah. line, and, and he was the only, only guy yep. that chased for that, o- yep. for that chance of an off p- offload. Yep. And, the, and, the, and as you talked about earlier effort. when we went back to the start of the podcast, that, that percentage play, like, the, the guys effort that put rewarded. in that effort, it's yep. rewarded. And that's, that was, that's him. And he, I, I he's on the out of there. There's, there's something going on. They were playing Jesse Arthurs, who's going to the Broncos. Why, why you'd give him game time when you got Don sitting there yeah. was beyond me. And I thought maybe it was so that he um, registered for the Bears, but I don't think that was the case. It was yeah. the, it, the 
He's he, he gets a start each week for me. Like he, he turns up, puts his effort in each week for me. Yeah. For the um. What about uh? Well, we've are we going down that path? Organically path? onto the Titans. Uh, Jimmy Lenahan's got the call up there. So, but gone from the Bears coach to Titans coaching staff. Great Jim call. Dimmick, Good. I'm I'm all of a sudden excited about next year. Like I don't think we're gonna I don't think we're gonna win the premiership. Never but heard that before. Excited <laughs> for next year. You go back to the first <laughs> four <laughs> podcasts <laughs> that I did, and I was Never I was hanging there. We'll come good this year. Uh, but no, I, I think uh, Jim Dimmick and, and Jimmy and uh, this new coach. I think there's already talked all the all the guys that have come over for the nines want to play for want to play for Holbrook at, at the Titans. So that's a, I don't know. I see that as a positive when guys want to you know. To me, he's just got to get in there and flog them. Yeah. And see who pops out the other side. I reckon. Just give it to them. I reckon. There's a couple of blokes there that potentially uh, they could hope that they decide they don't want to do another preseason. I reckon they need to bring back Billy Johnson. Yeah. That's what they need. Someone to just flog the horse yep. and see which guy's got the weak That's ticker. It. Righty-o, you you're gone. Mm-hmm. That's what they need because they're all they're way too babied. You know, I don't know what they did at training or they. I'm sure they were putting hard efforts in, but not what his type of training program is. Yeah. Because like, the Cowboys used to be, you know, they used to always say it, like Billy Johnson, he's... Just an animal. They had him there at one point at the Titans. You yeah, know, that, was, yeah, that was a good yep. five or six years ago now. But they and they um, they might have showed a bit of promise that year. I'm not 100 percent sure what the outcome was, but they um, I definitely think he'd someone like him. Yeah, you know, like would be definitely good for their um. Not liking they get him back in. For sure. Get him. Definitely. What's Mal doing? Is he sticking around? Big Mal. Uh, Culture and performance. Yeah. <coughs> I don't know what that. Wishy washy. It's yeah. weird. I reckon I got a feeling Kevy didn't want to come and be like, didn't want to come in underneath him again. Like he, he took his place at at the Queensland as the Queensland coach. So he's trying to get out of his shadow there. From the outside looking in, I'd say like, did he not want to come and be like under Mal's shadow again? Like he wanted to go to a club and be the head coach, or did he just decide that half a million dollars a year for three games and and commentaries pretty pretty good life? I'd take it. Yeah, I, I am available. <laughs> Big red on the bird. <laughs> yeah, big red. <laughs> I, I just like with the Titans, and they had it. I think they had a really good opportunity to try and think outside of the box. Like they're just they're bringing in an, another coach who's going to coach the same way as you know, you know, potentially the same way as the three or four coaches before them. Yeah. No, I, I was. Yeah, the Walker brothers. Yeah, right? I was voting yeah. for the Walker brothers because if they got into the coaching, which and they're thinking outside the box, they're coaching. Which with a, a professional NRL team, I would have bought a season ticket because I would have gone and watched that style of play for the you know for the first twelve months. And if it doesn't work in the first twelve months, what's really happened? They've yeah. they're at the back of the line again anyway. Okay, let's try and get back to what is you know conventional training like. I think I think their NRL would have chewed them up and spat them out. But what at the Titans, it was a really good opportunity to go left field a bit. Yeah, potentially. And oh, I think they they missed the mark with just bringing back another coach who's just going to do the same stuff as what you know everyone just tries to tr- tries to train or play like Melbourne Storm. Yeah, me wait. Yeah, and it it doesn't work. So how about righty? Here's a team that's just finished. I don't know speed. about doesn't work. You look at the last you sixteen at, grand finals. No, no, it's Roosters no, or Melbourne. No, obviously his. <laughs> With his players and his team at works, mm. I'm talking for well, Titans him, trying him. to train like it's him as a person. Like, and we've all had multiple coaches at all different sports at different levels. Like, 
Bellamy just has the spell. Like he's just got it. You know, like you, you're on the ship or you're off. You know, you're swimming. Like he, he's just got him under his finger. And and you can try the same tactics and you can try the same coaching methods. But if you're not that guy, you know, you you're just not. You know, like you're not you're not. I did a, up, I did know? a leadership course last week and it was go first. Was the, was the was the big call for being a good leader. You got to go first. So. Craig Bellamy's notorious for for what just pounding the uh, the runner machine. Yeah, it would yeah treadmill. It, it, he would. It's discipline. That's the thing with him. Yeah. He's all about discipline. Same with Wayne Bennett. Like if they're doing four hundred meter sprints, Wayne Bennett will stand at the end at the four hundred, and if he sees anyone pull up at three ninety eight, because you can see them, they're on the motor, on the motor, going hard. And if you see him, the last couple of meters, everyone eases up and. Like, still going fast over the line, but yep. that effort in the last two metres, yeah, and that's discipline. He'll go, rightio, we're going again. And well, I reckon that's what Bellamy does. You talk about Bennett and Bellamy in the same sentence. It was it was Bennett at Canberra, and he'd set this bullshit run that they had to do, and he'd win it. <laughs> and then yep. there was a guy that, that the, the, you know, the guy that caught him and started beating him? Was Bellamy, yeah. Bellamy. There like, you go. So Didn't know that. But they'd set a yeah, road run. That like makes sense. Bennett used to set a road run, and then he'd win it. But then it was... Bellamy was the guy that actually was the first to catch him, and all he could hear was this big slap of slapping of his feet coming behind him. <laughs> yeah. Anyone watch the nines over the weekend? No, didn't really get the uh, marketing yeah. that it probably required. It wasn't on free to air. Yeah. Seen a couple of highlights, the, but yeah, that's it. Highlight. The yeah, it wasn't a bad format, but the alleged home of home of rugby league, Sydney, failed to fill the stadium. I would have thought that was you know a good chance to thirty thousand, forty eight thousand. Yeah, Bring definitely. It up here. Get to Queensland. Just yeah. back on um, NRL before we jump away from it. All right. With what the, a producer. Uh, <laughs> Whose um, <laughs> show is this? <laughs> He's done his notes. Yeah, mate, He's got to get it's through it all. To me. Yeah. The, um, is there any truth to the rumour with Ricky Stewart bringing all the um, English players in that he brings them in because they're not available for origin? So he gets the, the wins up, the points up to finish higher on the ladder? No. Like, so Any truth to that? I, I remember a few Queensland kids going to Canberra and coming back. It's not it's a cold. place anybody wants to live. <laughs> <laughs> but the Poms go, oh, good this, yeah. just like home. Like, that's, yeah. what, that's why he's targeting <laughs> the Poms. because deck don't, chair weather. They don't realise how shit Canberra is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But but there's a good theory in that too. The same as South and all the Burgess brothers. They don't lose the Burgess brothers during, um, origin, during origin. But yeah, there might be some truth to that. Anyway, I think we'll leave Burgess on. alone because that, that's a hot topic at the moment. Move but on, move on. What about you got anything else? A soft yeah. <laughs> what about uh, so so you watch got got a bit going on. What about what about the barley biff? Oh, is he? Is he? Wasn't that scary seeing those hands coming at you if you're that bloke? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like getting hit with pumpkins. Holy <laughs> Jesus! Uh, yeah, it's not well. How is the NRL in any position to ban him from New Zealand Who games? Effing knows. But I, I think that's a holier than now approach. Oh, well, you know, you sign a contract and then hang on, here's your. You can't do anything outside of anything. You know, you sign the contract. Your games. I, I just don't like that he gets. He's over there as part of a Melbourne Storm end of year function. He's not yep. there as part of the New Zealand team. The season's and over, then, yeah, and then you can all do of a sudden. Like. The New Zealand public and the New Zealand team suffer because of something he's done outside of their time. Like, it should be carryover from when the season... St- if he's going to get any punishment, as Phil said earlier, off air, he gets a punishment, he gets at the start of the season next next year because he's copping 
you know, like, at the end of the day, all he did was jump in, help his mate. Well, I think it's bullshit. He, he, he should not even get a ban for that. No. I, I'm, I'm going to steal in an idea that I heard from a caller on the radio today. The, the Probably the best thing would have been, uh, like, an education program for young kids. Like, hey, I didn't want to be in this position, but I was. But, you know, one punch can kill, you know, this, this, that. Like, got to remember, it, he's not in Surf's Paradise. He's in Bali. Like, the, the, the rules, there are rules there. Like, and there's laws there and stuff. But it's pretty liberated. Like, you know, like... There's guys there, like, you know, it doesn't show exact footage, you know, but there's the legend stories going that he's getting kicked and punched and there's bottles and glass and stuff all over the ground. Like, yeah. he's trying to just get his mate up off the ground and get him home. And if he's got to, you know, send a few blokes five rows back into the grandstand to get his mate up off the ground. Who, well, who's running in there, though? But seriously, as soon as he shapes up, you're not just going, whoop, sorry, bro. Well, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What? I don't know. I, I feel like he's been punished for being out in public as opposed to being punished for fighting. Yeah. Because I'll give you a scenario, and it's again, <laughs> not an original idea. Round one next year. <laughs> I like this. One. Uh, open, opening game, great game of footy. Uh, Todd Greenberg's <laughs> leaving the premises, and some punter runs at him. King hits him, and Solomono's there, and a few of the other Melbourne players. Do they step in? Probably not. Not nah. It's probably not. I, I don't know. I, I think it's weird that you can... Yeah, there's, there's plenty of things that guys do and that they, they should be punished for, but... That's uh, that's an odd one. Defend, you know, helping your mate, helping your mate. We're we're going we're going long in this pod, but uh, what do I want to cover? Sharks. I got a question for you, and I know it's going to cut deep, oh. AJ. But only because I've copped it all year that the Titans are going to get relocated. The Sharks are always in that same conversation. As someone that doesn't live in Cronulla, would you go for the Sharks if they were based out of Perth? Oh. I think I, I think I still would. Yeah. Just based on loyalty. Because I'm a hypocrite. If the Titans got shifted, I reckon I'd blow a gasket and I wouldn't support them anymore. I'd go back to the Bears games or something like that. Mm. Yeah, good point. And I, I know that's hypocritical, but it's just I, I went for the Bron- You know, Phil, Phil will be filthy at me. I went for the Broncos from when I was a kid, but when the Titans come in, I got behind them because they were the local NRL team, and I wanted to watch NRL games on the Gold Coast, and I think it's the best. You know, one of the best nurseries in Australia. So I think if the NRL took that back away, I'd be filthy for some reason. I don't, I don't know. Mm. But, but it's an interesting topic, to be honest with you. Like, cause it wouldn't be the first team they've relocated, but I just think the track. Uh, I mean, Manly is a good example. Yeah, they booted the Bears out of the comp yep. with that merger, and then they got back in, and they ended up. You know, they were supposed to be the Central Coast Eagles, and they came back, and now the Manly Eagles. So for them, nothing's changed. But I just don't think it's ever going to be... Geographically, that, that should have worked. The, oh. nor- the Northern Eagles should have worked. Have, I've lived down there, and obviously the problem is the history between the clubs. But when you look at actual geography and, and market share and long-term vision, you would go, that should have worked. Well, yeah. St. George Illawarra, probably a good example. Yeah. Is, has that worked or not? They did something similar geographically. Is that yeah. a success or not really? They've won a they've won a flag. Mm, yeah, they've won one, two, not yeah. twenty, just or fifteen or whatever they think they've won. Mm. Same South one, Broncos dominant, <laughs> Newcastle one. Because we're we're talking about national rugby league now. We're not talking about the New South Wales rugby league. But the segue to that was where you're going with all this. I presume is that it's not really a national comp because it's only played realistically in. Queensland, Queensland, New South Wales. So it's not na- we're not nationally. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like when they play um, the World Cup series. Like realistically, is it a World Cup? It's really Australia versus New Zealand versus you know England. Like 
Um, but you got the uh, I've got some bold theories how to fix all this. Yeah, some the Samoa like um, Tonga. Tonga was yeah. a good hit this year, and there's a lot of Polynesian. They got dramas. Yeah, a lot of Polynesian. Tonga's got dramas with their with their board and everything. They've a little bit of success, yeah. and all of a sudden it's yeah, chaos. They're, bl- they're blowing up. But um, Lebanon and that, you know, like they're, they're not a lot of those guys aren't heritage from that that area. Yeah. They're just, they've just sold their allegiance that way, and away they go. Controversial. But yeah. It's what about something? I think rugby's struggling, and it's because they don't have that national comp. You know, they've got four teams, so at best you've probably got 120 spots in Australia that are available. If you want to, if you want to make a career out of rugby, whereas there's 480 top 30 spots at NRL clubs, and it shows. Like, I, I'd like to, and this is going to get a little bit deep, but I'd like to, if you look, had a parallel universe, and so you put, so you put all the history aside and go, all right, it's 100 and. 11 years since since the two codes split from each other. It's like the two games aren't that far from each other. Like, ha, imagine a world where you could go, right, a rugby union and rugby league are going to come back together and it'll be like a truly global sport. All the, all the real estate they'd own, all the players that would be available, like how good those World Cups would be. What would you call it? What would the sport be it's called? It's rugby. It'll just be rugby. Because that's essentially, and where I love league, but when you go to other countries, they don't they don't know the difference. Rugby league is not actually recognised as an international sport because the international body of sport or whatever the ruling party is is they don't actually uh, they don't um, classify rugby league as as different to rugby union, which I find bizarre. Yeah. But in my little bubble, you know, rugby league is, is the ultimate. But I just I, I love to sit and fantasise and think. Well, even after this World Cup, so the so the Wallabies have just just been bundled out of the World Cup. I, I think if, so, we'll just set the precedent in Australia. Australia rugby and, and the NRL are going to merge, and we're just going to play the same national team in both comps. <laughs> so if there's a rugby union World Cup. We'll send we'll send the top blokes, and if there's a rugby league World Cup, we'll send we'll send the same blokes. I tell you what, there'd be some blokes in that Wallaby side who wouldn't be getting the start. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Their skill set is just appalling sometimes. Yeah. They're can't. Yeah, the kicks. They like, were they about do tackling they do and, kicks and passing and catching. So Czech has openly said that they, he didn't want to be a kicking team and it's, it's probably just cost them. I don't, I'm not a rugby union diehard, but. Kicking, in that game, kicking works. It's all about possession. Wales and came and out and slotted a three-pointer in the first you know, like minute to the game and just put us straight on the back foot, and we didn't recover from that. It was weird. Yeah. Well, it's all about the position on the footy That's field. Right. You just want to be inside the options. Twenty-two. You play, would have played a bit of rugby. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but it's all about. Well, I think you just want to play as much footy as you can inside the options. Twenty-two, because all you're going to do is work for. You know, if you get them down there, defense, defense, work for a mistake. If not, you're going to get a penalty. Well, they do. Take the three. Take the three. Take the three. And that's all it is. How many like, but it's boring as, Johnny it's boring as batching, England. though, too, right? Like, yeah. Dan Carter for the Kiwis. How yeah. many World Cups we I, I used to love watching. As a kid, I was a footy fan. And and in my head, there wasn't a big difference between the two games. There was difference. I didn't. I played league and those guys played union. But I used to love watching the Wallabies play. I used to love the backline movements that they used to put on. and Joe Roth. Oh, you know, Gregan and, you know, Horan and... Rugby's never been the same since yeah. those blokes finished. Campisi. Campi- I used to build goose there too, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had it in me. <laughs> hey, uh, I could talk all day with you blokes, but I've got to get into my final three because I reckon we've got some time to spend on those as well. And um, 
I, I, I feel like I, I word, worded you up, so I'm, I'm expecting some good answers here. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go into it. Sort of rapid fire. First thing that comes to your heads. I think Roddy's got like a like a. He's done his homework. His biography there, but got a spreadsheet going. Uh, is there any topics we didn't cover there that you had? No, no, we, we got them all. He'll come back next week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I reckon going. we can nearly do a two-part series here. <laughs> do an A and B, tune in. Get a well, welcome any time in the sweaty box, I tell you. Oh. Right, are we going to start with Phil I and we'll go around the... I've navigated my way around the we'll sweaty we're boxes. <coughs> we're going to go around the table, uh, rapid fire. So Phil, fairly worldly fella over there. Favourite place in the world for a beer? Well, there's a, a couple, but to pick one, I'd say... Um, up at Bowen, there was a there's a pub called the Grandview Hotel, and that's yeah, that's got a really nice outdoor um, bar area out outside and tanning and and all that. And on a Friday, Saturday, or a Sunday arv, it it's, why not all three? Yeah, it's, it's pretty special. I'd say yeah, Grandview Bowen. Shout out to the Grandview at Bowen. AJ, oh the top pub at Byron. Top pub. Yeah, I love it. It's a good spot. Sentimental. You got married there. Did you? Yeah. It's all right. So, no, it's a great spot. It's uh, it's certainly a good spot for a feed and a beer. Mm. I look around. Not out of plastic cups, but you got to get in there before eight or whatever. <laughs> bullshit starts. <laughs> Crab? Oh, North Burley Surf Club, mate. Get back passionate there. Get back to the um, heritage there, mate. Yeah, you can't beat it. It's good. There's something about the schooners. I could drink cans of gold all day, like in the boat. Not that I would, but you could drink cans of gold all day. If I have three schooners at the North Burley Surf Club, I'm legless. I don't know what it is. It's the uh, rapid fire that they go down, mate. The boys get up there and get excited, <laughs> and you drop three in the first 15 minutes, and that's where all the trouble starts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember drinking in there like when we were about 15 or 16. Must, hey, must hello. Been, um, it's too hello. late. It's years ago. They can't, they can't come at us now. It was someone's 21st. We mentioned him earlier on the podcast. I remember like the security guard was doing laps. Rats, I reckon. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and every time we walked away, it was just like skull a scooter and wait for him to come back. It was almost as good as being in the Howie Mowie when we were about 15 <laughs> playing pool. <laughs> right, right, next question. Favourite athlete of all time? I'd say either Carl Lewis or Michael Johnson on these 400s. Aren't both drug cheats, both those guys? I don't, <laughs> I don't know if Michael... <laughs> did Michael Johnson... <laughs> what was Michael that Johnson um, get Carl Lewis get that the that we signed <laughs> earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah, Definitely Michael wrong Johnson, I don't know if Michael Johnson got done. Yeah, he was pretty good, Michael Johnson. Yeah. I remember just at least... He used to glide, like... I used to run a few 400 metres back in the day, too, <laughs> when, he was, when he was going good. Is that the old scallop eat eater meat pie sauce <laughs> in there? Yeah. AJ, who you got? Uh, Kelly Slater's my vote. Freak. Yeah. How, what is, to do what he's done in a variable conditions, Yeah. which is what surfing is. How I many times did he get the nod, though, just because he was Kelly Slater, do you reckon? Like, he got the... Ah, oh, fuck, it's Kelly. We'll give, him, uh, give it to him. It's a weird job. I don't know. I don't <laughs> Sorry. Know. I don't know. Uh, is no, he's a freak. Was he the best surfer at the time? I th- yeah. yeah, hands down. Oh, he's yeah. still going all right now. He's like, what freak. is he punching into his fifties? And nah, he's some of the right. stuff, some of the stuff he's doing is is still revolutionary. I'm hoping we get one of those wave pools sure. here. Yeah, they look good, eh? Well, they have got that one in your boom, but it's not open to public. I don't know what the story is with that because it's um, a test. 
Yeah, but surely at some stage they, they can't just have the white elephant. Oh, oh, I think um, they, they cost that freaking much to set them up. Yeah. But they've got to charge like serious dollars to pay the things off. But you'd go it, wouldn't you? Like if, you, yeah. if they had one out the back of Carrara, say, for instance, and all of a sudden, you know, like... If what Kelly what stood there and pushed me onto the way, I reckon I'd nearly get barreled. <laughs> say, for instance, <laughs> say you talk about your, um, you know, like your ultimate whatever, like yep. you go... Um, what do you go surf for now? Say you get an hour. Like we've all got kids, you know, times of an essence, you know, like say you go, right, I'm going at six o'clock in the morning. I'm going straight to the wave pool. In an hour, I know I can get 10 waves in an hour yeah. at the wave pool. It's going to cost me 150, but I'm going to get 10 screamers. They're perfect. They're mechanical. They're going to be the same. Are you paying it? In, to go, oh, off, to go off topic, we're heading in a way. world that's heading so technological focused and, you know, we're talking about people potentially losing jobs and what industries are going to survive experiences are what people are going to pay money for mm. and that you've just n- you've just nailed it people are going to be time poor they're going to want uh, an experience that's consistent and they know what they're going to get what last time you and me went surfing we spent 45 minutes driving from burley to Coolangatta. we went in floated around for 20 minutes and got back out like yeah you're, you're 100 percent right yeah, but we're off topic favorite athlete of all time how much time we got oh, i did some serious research yeah. on this you've got to narrow it down you uh, you got us the text message out the other day and, and I went to bed on it the other night and I categorised it to <laughs> from when I was 0 to 15, 15 to 20 and 20 to 35 to where I am. Have we got time for this? Or? Yeah, get, get into it. No, well, like, so well, I've changed over the years and I've done different sports and that. So when I was a grommet, I was into soccer. So I was Maradona and Palais were my two, um, two faves. Yep. And then obviously 15 to 20s, heavily involved in life saving. So I was T. Hendy and those guys. And then the basketball side of things, everyone got into that. Scotty Pippen, Michael Jordan, back to Kelly Slater. And then as I got older, probably Jonathan Thurston, Alan Langer, Mick Fanning. And then I jumped out to like the endurance race sort of guys, you know, like um, Chris McCormack, Craig Alexander that did the Hawaiian Ironmans, those sort of guys. What about Brad Bevan? You remember watching yeah, him every Saturday morning? The Croc. Yeah. The Croc. Yeah. Oh, Tiger Woods got to get a start. Muhammad Ali, Michael Schumacher. I could go, I'd get a hundred favourites. Like, they're all... Favourite athlete yeah. of all time. One. Pick one. One Clifford. Uh, Woods for a multiple things. <laughs> Tiger Woods. <laughs> he was the man on the green. <laughs> And he was the man. Just leave it at that. Oh. T. Woods. <laughs> Righto. Last, last question. Ramage. <laughs> Four people over for a barbecue. I have a Rona too. Filthy when you're ready. Yeah, I'll, I can have one. I'm still <laughs> split. I don't know whether I'm going lime or lemon. Yeah, righto. <laughs> we'll go back to you then while he's getting the beers. Four people over for a barbecue. Anyone from history? Uh, who, who's coming and what are you cooking? Uh, Barbie, yep. and just just flat out just sausage and bread, mate. It's sausage that good. Just keep it simple. You can't beat a good snag. Just no um, sauce, onions. Nah, nothing. Just straight sausage and coleslaw. Nah, sausage and bread. Just because you're just talking too much. You'd, you'd have a thousand beers. You're not worried about the food. Yep. Food's overrated. But I've got a couple of scenarios here. Yes. I've gone deep into this. So for me, I love the prep. I do appreciate it. So for four, what do we got? There's four plus yourself. Yes. So, well, one, I, I just, all four, I'd just have my family. So yep. I'd have my mum, my dad, my sister and me. Yep. Um, we got four here. I'd have you boys. Yeah. It's been a while and we've all good mates grown up together. And if I'm going out there, I'm going Muhammad Ali, Tiger Woods, Palais and Michael Jordan. 
And then if I'm going real deep. Hang on, say that again. Tiger, Palais. Yeah. Ali, Ali, Woods, and Palais and Jordan. That's huge. And then it's for me. It's going to cost you a bit. That's expensive. <laughs> for me personally, I would have my three boys and my dad. That's solid. Would be, would be the ultimate for me. I'd mm. love to see that. Mm. That would be me. You're going to make me cry, you bastard. Uh, AJ. Um, I am going to have JFK. Um, I'm going to have Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have Kelly Slater. And I need another one, don't I? I'm available. Yeah. Okay, cool. Kelly, Jordan, Ali. Yeah, uh, not Ali. No, sorry. Who was it? Kelly. Kelly Slater. Yep. Michael Jordan. Yep. JFK. J- interesting. Wow. Very yeah, interesting guy. Um, and I'm going to throw everyone out there that uh, I read his book and I was quite amazed by this guy. It's Costa Zoo. Costa? Yeah. Young bloke starting to make a name yeah, for himself. He's doing as well. really well, isn't he? Mm. Um, and, mate, I'm not much of a cook, but I can cook a mean steak. So cook a steak. Oh, I've not come to your joint one night. We had baked fish. That was, that was good. Really? Yeah, you went yeah that's my other thing <laughs> I can do. Once every now and then. Yeah, it's not bad enough that he's like exceptionally smart, good at sport, and can cook. Cook, cook a baked fish. Look out. No looks and a small schlong, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll let him have the first we'll let him have the first couple. That's all right. It's so easy on those beers, mate. All right, AJ, no one listens this deep into the <laughs> pot anyway, they've all turned off. <laughs> Four people. Uh, Denzel Washington. Denzel. Yep. Um, Carl Barron. <laughs> yes. Yep, just to yep. keep us all entertained. Um, you ever done the cartwheel to save your life? <laughs> 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 Have you ever done this walking down the aisle? Whoop, whoopsie. <laughs> um, two more would be... I'd send say it out in advance. I'd say Kelly Slater too. Yeah. Yeah. Was always there. That's predictable. Yeah. And um, I was watching him the other night, and to jump on the comedy bandwagon again would be Chris Rock. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. I was sitting there and he had me in stitches. So. What about you, Matthew? Where are you going? Who are you getting? I've never thought about it. I asked the questions around him. Not tonight. Uh, sure. Do you want all, all three questions or just the last one? Yeah, go all. Uh, favorite place in the world for a beer? Uh, Hampton Island is pretty solid. Um, <coughs> tough. Fiji. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> pretty good. Fraser Island, mate. Sitting at Yidney Rocks at Fraser Island, having a beer early, uh, late last year. I thought I'd died and gone to heaven, so I'm going to say Fraser. A beer anywhere on Fraser Island, to be honest. Could be sitting in the creek with you, folks, on. Uh, uh, Eli Creek. Favourite athlete of all time? It's a tough one. There was one man that I thought was a god when I was a kid, and that was uh, Alan Langer. <laughs> I don't know if an athlete, you call him an athlete. He's not an athlete, he's a <laughs> footy player. He was a god. <laughs> Athletes are playing the game today. He's a god he, amongst men. Back then, they were all about playing footy and having a good time. Yeah. Mm. Four people over for a barbecue. Do you get deep? I'd go Joe Rogan just because I absolutely froth on the bloke. I think he's got a good outlook on life. Uh, Alfie gets gets a start. Um, 
What about Jesus? I want to see what that bloke was all about. Get him back. See if he was a fake news or not. Um, what's that? No comment. I'll, I'll take me big brother as well. If yeah. I could get someone back for the afternoon, he'd definitely be there. Cause he, Good chat. i tell you what, he's cooking because he was mad at it. But uh, it'd be uh, steak on the barbie for sure. Boys, I could talk all afternoon and we probably will. What about local uh, heroes you grew up with? Local heroes? Yeah, you know, like guys that you looked up to in your, your close circle of friends that you looked up to when you were younger. What about those guys? I don't know, like... Like she played footy with, surf club with. Seems you know, going like to sound a bit random. He fixes our outboards now. Andy Kelkoven was. I used to look up to him because he was a mad beach flagger. Yeah. Mm, he was. Mm. He loved a dart too. <laughs> <laughs> Shout race, out to Andy. Free, get on the pod. Free race. Free race. Loved <laughs> he was. Yeah, loved a VB too. Still does. Yeah, hammers him. More notes. I've got a few. What you? Few, we've got, got all day, mate. Yeah, I got a few. Here. Missy's waiting inside. It is my anniversary, but you go. We had a few. What do you reckon, you boys, about this list? Wally Williams, Trav Callahan, Rat, Brad Rogers, Mike Murray, Timmy Walker, for the girls side of things. Nicole Moffat, Kirsty Bolay. You're just trying to get brownie points with all the people that are still at the club. Oh, uh, on the board too. So as long as my <laughs> my son gets picked in all the A teams, I'll be happy with that. <laughs> T. Hendy, Courtney Atkinson, Brad Bevan. We spoke about him. Scotty yep. Reeves, Phil Clayton, Kai Hurst, Clint Robinson. Grant Scotty Hack- Reeves definitely was because he had the reverse North Burley cap. Grant Hackett. The, the, the yeah, green the, with the white yeah, stripes. The yep. yeah. What about that list? Fair list? That's, that's solid. That's, that's rock solid, that for, one. For yeah. local blokes yeah. for us to um, kick around with. We so uh, had a pretty good childhood. We had, do you know what? It's sort of where the, the origins of this podcast come from. We were going to wrap it up, but stuff it. We'll keep going. The big part of what I want to try and focus on in the podcast is the Gold Coast is the prime spot for an athlete to succeed. And, and we always hear that no football code is ever going to work on the Gold Coast because, oh, people just can't be successful on the Gold Coast. It's, it's a party town. You know, they're, they're never going to focus on the sport. But some of the names you just rattled off, you know, the Courtney Atkinsons, the Bra- you know, some of those people that were locals and, and dominated their world sports, Grant Hackett swam in the Kenny. pool about a K that way. Kenny, like Kenny Wallace, Jacob Clear. Hey. Those, those guys are all Olympic gold medals. Claim to fame. I've got a photo where I've lined up next to Kenny Wallace in a, in a board race. Like I would have finished about two hours after him, but the picture tells a thousand words. Oh, I was standing next to that Olympic champion one day on the beach. He won it for a skeet though. though he wasn't great on the board. Oh, stop it. We'll give, you but, that. we'll give you that one. But you know what I mean? Like the Gold Coast, perfect spot to succeed as an athlete. And and, and we certainly... So Especially where I coming back to is, how many people do you know that are world-class athletes that you're either no personally or you're one person removed? Like Shannon Eckstein wouldn't know me, but I was in a, the, the only rep team I ever made. He was the captain of the of the South Coast branch team. Like I remember sitting under the tent one day with Kai Hurst. He had these most outrageous Oakleys on that I'd ever seen because he was obviously sponsored by him and got them before everyone else. And the dudes that you rattled off that were in the Uncle Toby's, which was the elite yeah. sport. So it's sort of where this podcast come from. Is like, I'm like one person removed from that guy or I know that guy or, you know, there's guys in our club that know Courtney Atkinson, world-class, world-class athlete. Like, you know, I played, we played footy with his brother. Like, yeah. like, and Courtney would give you the time too, mate. He was such a great bloke. Like, and still is a good guy. Like, he'd, um, he'd, he'd talk to you anyway. Like yeah. He, he never, he. But you know what I mean? What, why does the Gold Coast get a bad rap from the rest of the country when it's actually full of world-class athletes? As far as the water sport's concerned, like, the Gold Coast has got to be the best, like, Water temperature barely gets below 18 degrees, like, in the ocean. And, like, the pools, like, 
yeah, we've got great facilities, especially nowadays. We've got great facilities for pools and these. Yeah. If you use surf lifesaving as an example of that, is that it's the hub. You know, yeah. the Gold Coast is the hub. True. All, all the, you know, professional guys all come here to live and train. Yeah. yeah. And the, the clubs attract them and, and it's built. So that's a, a case is, in point. Are we in a bubble, AJ? Is that what you're saying? Like you get north of Noosa and surf life savings almost it's irrelevant. Just a sweet spot, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you get south of... I don't know. I don't know. It goes all the way around to South Oz and out of Perth. Like, but you, you get inland 10Ks and, you know, people don't surf life savings. Yeah, not relevant, right. I guess. Whereas footy's played in the bush and soccer and cricket. And well, we can claim guys down to about Newcastle, I reckon. That's South Queensland, really. Like, <laughs> it's it's as good as it gets that way. So. I would definitely shift the border to Ballina at oh, a minimum. I reckon we could take to Newcastle. Anything southern of Newcastle, New South Wales can have that. I can keep it. Yeah. But... Um, we definitely do get a lot of good sports stars here, I think. But, I, yeah, I, I don't know. We do get a bad rap here on the coast, but, you know, there's a lot of unsung heroes that are here too, you know, like a lot of guys that have done a lot of good things for sport and that come out of the coast. So yeah. Well, you yeah, look at Kebra right. Park and PVC, two of the, yeah, so yeah. Two, of the yeah, two best yep. Queen uh, Australian school rugby league nurseries. Yeah. And scouts come in early. Why don't they and get they fed straight into the Titans? Because scouts, well, they, they get all get picked up when they're 12, 13, 14. So they sign a five-year scholarship deal. Yep. So they've got five years to hang on to them. And if they become good in the next five years, here's another contract. And that's how they lock them up. Do, do you remember when we were at the Bears? This bloke had a pair of Nikes and Bronco shorts. He was signed. You know, there's half a dozen yeah. blokes in our team that I had, remember being at school. That had Broncos contracts. Yeah, but we the tour. Titans have just made changes so that they actually... Because they were losing all those kids because they had a policy that they would not sign a kid under the age of 16. Really? But whatever, what everyone's coming in and just signing the kids younger. So Mal's changed that. It, I think he, he, there was an announcement come out where that basically they want to own the kids in this nursery. And 100% it's our backyard. That's, yeah, that's us. So many kids that are coming out of this area. And that's what, that's what pisses me off when people in Sydney go, oh, just move the team to Brisbane. It's, like, well, it's not going to make it successful. And yeah. they, they don't understand... You know, that nursery will you know, push down to Bal- uh, Northern Rivers and up to Logan. That's the Gold Coast Territory. You're talking about like maybe if... Well, Logan's not part of the Gold Coast. Well, we're not but it's that, part... Of, you think about some of the dudes that came out of Logan in the last uh, 15 years yeah. that, Cam, that the Cam Broncos Smith, missed. Yeah. Cam Smith. JT. He was there, wasn't he? Imagine if the Broncos had... Uh, the Titans had been strong in that early 2000s. You, you might have seen some of those guys playing on the, ti- uh, on the Gold Coast. If the Chargers never Logan. got booted. Still Logan, though. <laughs> still. Shout out to the people in Logan. We, you know, the Beers and Bandit podcast. Love you. <laughs> uh, boys, we'll probably talk all night, but as far as recordings go, I think uh, we'll wrap it up. Thank you very much for coming on. Welcome any time. Um, it's been really good to see you. Uh, for all the people at home, uh, we've had a little bit of a break. We've got a few little pods lined up. I am getting surgery this week, so it could be out of action next week. We'll see how we go. But uh, thanks for joining us. You can follow us at Beers and Banter on all the social platforms, and we'll see you again soon. Can I just have one quick one to finish off? Yes. At what age do kids have to pick between sports? Is it getting younger and is it getting harder? Just a quick one, just a quick throw it around. So, like, is it 13 you have to pick between rugby league and surf club? Or, oh, I've got or no idea, mate, because my kids hate me because I force them to go to Just a quick one. I know, you've done, I know you've done the wrap-up and I know you've done all that, but... If you're playing two good sports, and Phil was a prime example of this, you played a multiple of sports growing up. and What, you, yeah, um, AJ too? Yeah, like at what age 
nowadays because it seems the pressure is coming on these kids. Like um, you talk back to Trav Kelly, and I know his young bloke has given up playing AFL to focus on being uh, Ironman. He wants to join the professional series, and he is in under 14s. He's just paddled his wood. So the seasons overlap now so far that they can't do both sports. Yeah. So is that is that where we're heading? Is that the, is that the cutoff period? Like are you. A, 14-year-old kid and you have to choose, okay, I'm going to be an AFL player or I'm going to play tennis or I'm going to play golf. Or, is that it? Sorry, the, the no, just, no, a quick, just a quick one. I reckon they need to play multiple sports yeah. for as long as possible because it's cross-training. Like you're going to be training different muscles, different parts of your body compared to that person that's only doing surf ice saving where they're doing like swim, board, ski. And they are getting in the gym as well. But you look at AFL, like... Um, the thing with it is, well, though, Phil, is that... Phil, you could have easily have picked surf life-saving, but it was actually footy that took you another 15 years into your sporting career, like, or another 18, 19 years into well, your you sporting career. You can't get a clear run out every time. Like, you had to, <laughs> he, had to, he had to put the elements in his favour at some point. But <laughs> but, there's, but the surf life-saving and the swimming base would have made you yeah, just definitely. a freak on the field. And that I remember watching you do a 5,000 metres up at uh, Griffith Uni there one day. You just, like, sat on this poor bloke just... Set the pace for like four thousand meters, and then Ramage just <laughs> kicked him <laughs> last couple of laps and smoked him. That bloke was probably me. <laughs> <laughs> could have been, could have been. But that swimming base, that surf club base, Mac. That's all would have been. How, how many times you lapped the beep test? Oh, I don't know. But touching on the um, the swimming, that's that's the the base for your your long distance running or your yeah yeah that type of fitness. The pool swimming sessions in the mornings. Yeah. That was gives you a set of lungs. Yeah, definitely, mm. definitely. Mm. Righto. I'm pushing the mic away because we'll be. Here we'll come back. We'll come back for episode two another time. But uh, thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you again soon. Cheers. Mm-hmm.